Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. And hello, everybody. Welcome to Paul Listnick Behind the Curtain. Uh, step away from my television world where I'm always talking about politics, uh, a topic that my one of my guests would probably like make to disappear if she could. But instead, we're going to go to the world of entertainment, the world of magic. And this is just so much fun. Joining me is Paige Thompson. She is just a master magician. I've seen her at the Magic Lounge. We're going to talk all about that. And Joey Cranford, who is a co-owner and the CEO of the Magic Lounge up north on Clark Street. Welcome to both of you. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So the show, we're going to talk specifically, Joey, about the club in a little bit, but let me just talk to Paige for a bit. The show is called The Page in Time. You are the headliner. I saw you on opening night. Unfortunately, you're here through December 21st. I don't know if that gets extensions, but we know we have you at least through then. Um, Talk to me. You know, every time I see women being magicians, they always talk about how the fact that there's no women magicians. But maybe because I'm a fan of Penn and Teller and all these shows, I feel like a lot more women are in this profession now. Oh, no, it is definitely becoming a lot more normal. It's becoming like, okay, it's not crazy. I used to, anytime I would approach a table or I would be hired for an event, people would assume I'm like a server or a bartender. Like, they just weren't expecting it. It was a little more out of the norm. But I think because women are finally starting to see other women doing magic they're like oh we can do this you know like i get it it's not just a male thing and one of the things of course coming into the interview our our viewer the people who are watching this got to to watch you do some of uh some of your performance and one of the things you teach us which those of us who like magic kind of know is that there actually is a chicago style of magic you do you go beyond it but you also play to it as well what is it for people who don't know the chicago style of magic Yeah. So I didn't know it existed until I moved here about five years ago. And it's really like magic right up in your face, like a magician at your table where you're sitting there having your beverage and a magician approaches you and starts performing magic like you think it's impossible for them to hide anything because they're right in front of your face. So that's like the legit Chicago style as close as possible. I love it. So, Joey, you opened the Magic Lounge. How many years ago did it open? Because you and I talked when it first opened. Like uh, We are coming up on our fifth anniversary in I, February. I was going to say, so I was going to say. Like 2018. Yeah, it felt like five years ago. And you guys are located um, up on Clark Street. Uh, give me the address. I I'm, 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 can't find it on my sheet, sheet yeah, here. We're at 5050 North Clark Street. So here's the thing we should warn people, and I'm not going to, I'm always very careful of not giving away anything that I shouldn't give away. So I, I'll let you decide what you choose to give away. But let's just say when people are trying to find you, they will find you, but they won't be sure they found you. Yeah. Well, this is what I kind of like about the address 5050. Uh, we, we actually had to read. Yeah, maybe you're here, maybe you're address. not. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was 58, 5048. Uh, and then it was a double lot. And we were like, wait, where's 5050? And so we changed the address of the building for the first time since the 20s. And, uh, and we loved that aspect of 50-50, meaning like there, there's a good chance you'll find us, there's a good chance you won't. Uh, and it's just kind of a bet that we're playing with our customers. But yeah, there, there's, um, there is a little history in the uh, Chicago magic world with a hidden door um, kind of hiding the, uh, the, the, the magic theater of an old place on the south side called Little Bit of Magic. 
and we knew we wanted to pay homage to that style of magic bar, um, as well as all the magic bars of Chicago. And so we were like, yeah, let's let's figure out a, a little hidden entrance for this place. And and since this is nothing but a big history project, we just looked at the history of the building and it had been a cleaners, uh, not a dry cleaners, but more of a, a, a laundry a laundry facility for um, hospitals and retirement homes in the neighborhood. And they've been doing clean soap and water laundry for years. And uh, we said, well, let's pay homage to the history of this building and just put a little fake laundromat in front of it. So, okay, so you, you gave some away right there. So we oh, got yeah, that. yeah. But, uh, you, I, I you, we, we, used to tell, we used to tell people, no videoing in the laundromat, no way, no how. And then TikTok came along 14 million views later, uh, several hundred customers later, we're like, yeah, film all you want. This is great. I love it. <laughs> you know, one question I never asked you before. Have you ever had, did you ever have somebody who couldn't figure it out and you actually had to like go get them and go, no, you really are here? Oh yeah. No, we stand outside. I, I'll stand outside after dinner and I'll watch people come in and then we'll leave. And uh, it's just kind of fun. I mean, they figure it out. They, they get the address right. and, and they, the magic posters on the outside are not, uh, you know, it's meant to kind of give you that like little garden path that you're going down. Uh, but there's enough in there that goes, this doesn't seem right. Right. So Pace, let's get to the show. I watched you very closely because I'm one of those people who wants to try and figure out everything and I, I never figure out anything. I missed a couple of things because I was shoving potato pancakes and um, <laughs> beef sliders in my mouth. Good choice. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, but by the way, you know what? I'm going to get, but I publicly say this, the service in the Magic Lounge is phenomenal. I mean, you order drinks, you order food it, like magic. It's there within moments. I mean, like, how did you have time to even put this, the drinks, you know, usually you, you know how it is since the pandemic, you, you go places, you order a drink and go, I'm sorry, I ordered a drink about 50 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> am I getting it before the end of the show? And man, that drink is at the table in seconds. Is and that, can I, can is that the priority you, for you? Yes. Can I tell you about how, uh, when, when I used to do hard hat tours, when we were under construction, there was nothing but an open ceiling plumbing was going in. And anyone who wanted to walk by and, and see the vision, I would walk them through and tell them the vision of how we're going to order and how it will be sent digitally. At, at the moment you order, it'll be sent out. And then there's people that are waiting for that food or that drink to come, not necessarily your server, and then they bring it out. We all share tips in the house so uh, that no one person owns each guest. Uh, we, are, we are all kind of behaving as this this uh, this unity, uh, this, this big kind of uh, uh, just big brain is working to get everybody the quickest service possible. And, and we made sure that we had the right POS systems to get us in there to do that. Um, but uh, yeah, this is, um, hang on a second. I, are you, are you seeing me? All right. I got it. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah fine. My, uh, my phone started ringing. So I, uh, okay. Yeah, oh, you're good. And I just, congr- I just congratulate you because it's just, it's probably the best service. I just wish you were a regular restaurant too, because it's just incredible <laughs> service that goes on. I can Paige. consult with restaurants and uh, figure out how to make it work for them too. That, so. Yeah. <laughs> so Paige, what precedes you when people, you want to get there a little early. Cause first of all, there's some magic out in the bar that's going on bar, bar area going on that table magic. Then we come in and these magicians, you talk about come to our tables. So there's a lot of stuff we go through before you ever get onto the stage, but it all builds to you. And um, talk a little bit about you, because man, you've been on, on the CW's Masters of Illusion. Yes, you were on Pen- Penn and Teller. I remember you on Penn and Teller. Uh, how do you become, like, you got to be good to get all those shows to go, yes, come be on this show. <laughs> how? Oh, well, I mean, the thing is, what is really funny, and I do talk about it a little in the show, is that I have, I've been doing magic since I was six years old, but I don't think 
I really became very good until I moved to Chicago. And it, I, I had had an opportunity to perform in Branson, Missouri for a little bit. And I moved there from Las Vegas and it was just, it was a mess. It was a complete mess. It was so the, uh, the, the management would just disappear and my paychecks would be, Oh, non-existent. And it, (laughs) It was like, oh, this is great. And it just kept happening, but with different people. So I'm like, okay, this is a sign I need to get out of here. The benefit, though, was that I had a lot of downtime and I was able to kind of write and create ideas for magic I wanted to do and eventually put on a stage. But those stages in Branson seem to never happen. So I'm like, I got to get out of here. This isn't working. And I randomly chose Chicago. And thank goodness, because seriously, like the instant I arrived here, people were so welcoming and encouraging. And they never like questioned who I was or like, what have you done? And the lounge gave me an opportunity to perform all the time. Like I had never had that in my whole career. And I had moved there. I was about 30 years old. And like, it was the first time I had a chance to perform almost every single night. And it's something you hear when you start magic, the more you perform, the better you get. And it's the truest statement because having an opportunity to practice every single day actually makes you a lot better. Shocking. I know, but It wasn't until that that I start getting recognized and asking to do, being asked to do these TV shows. So do we do, do among all of the the various um, I hate to use the word tricks, um, but um, the magic uh, act that you show us, are we getting the one that you did on Penn and Teller, the one you did on Masters of Illusion? Are those in your permanent act? The the one from Penn and Teller I'm not doing, that was pretty much designed to just try to fool Penn and Teller as more of a fun trick. Um, I have a different version of it in the show. It's a slightly same idea, but a different type of effect. And then um, the Masters of Illusion. Yes, there's one of them that I have performed on the TV special and now also in the show as well. Yeah. And I'm guessing that being on those shows, that had to be a very positive impact on your career. I imagine, Joey, when you when, you know, Paige came to you and you know, she had had these uh, had those opportunities to appear. It's got to make a difference. You're bringing a star in. (laughs) i'll give that as a joey question so you don't have to admit it um yeah you know what's uh kind of what Paige said uh earlier is when when you come into when she came into chicago she realized that there was there was no ego there was nobody i mean that we we didn't really have stars of magic we just had a lot of really talented magicians and i noticed that that everybody was working on this really high level and and um so you know whenever people come in we look we just look at at how they perform with us and we don't really take into account well you've been on tv so you know you're, you're definitely getting the headlining slot um and we don't really think in those terms uh we think of it in in the terms of you know are they are they constantly growing as an artist are they working well with our ensemble and and uh page came in and right away started um started to gel with the whole community so uh, it's uh, a yeah, we, we don't uh we don't do that yeah yeah, Paige, uh, Penn and Teller were to be here um, uh, in another week or so. I had my front row seats. I was all ready. And then they magically postponed the show until October of next year. Oh, so that may be one of the best magic tricks, right? To make a show go away for a year. Uh, <laughs> hey, I, I know that not, trick. Yeah, yeah, you know that trick. <laughs> but Paige, do you, I, I don't know that you would have been, you're probably performing that night anyway. But I mean, sort of when you see, uh, whether it's David Copperfield, whatever, do you, do you go, do you know how they're doing their things? Are you trying to learn from them? What goes in your mind when you watch other magicians, especially some of those, you know, huge ones? Well, and those guys were like my, 
my icons. Like when I was little, because that's all I would see was what was on TV. It was before YouTube and, you know, before Wi-Fi. So it was like (laughs) whatever was going to be on a TV special, that's what I was seeing. So those were the guys that I wanted to be like. I wanted to do those grand illusions. And that's really what my focus was on for most of my career was trying to recreate these illusions and becoming that super, you know, that over the top, but it didn't really fit me. It, and I, I didn't know, I didn't know how to put me into the show until I became more comfortable with myself and people liking me, you know, <laughs> because you try, you almost try to be like an actor and you try to pretend you're this super serious dramatic and I'm not that at all. So I don't think people bought it. I think. <laughs> do, do you like the, you know, because again, not everything you do is table magic, right? I mean, there's, there's parts of your show that are, but then so much yeah. of it is just doing, creating the illusions, creating what you do. Yes. Um, do you like working in that intimate space or would oh, you rather, you know, put me in a ballroom somewhere? No, I love, I love having the audience like that front row. They're almost on stage. It's like they're right there. And I, yeah. I love having the audience feel like a part of the show because some theaters you go to and the audience is 20 feet away and you just feel so alone. But <laughs> in an intimate space like this, you're like, oh yeah, it's like hanging out and I get a chat and you really get to interact with the audience and make them a part of the show. And that's, that's a dream come true. And Joey, people should understand that as much as people will come to see Paige, and as we should, and we did, and I did, and she's fabulous, but you can actually come. There's like a variety of things you could you can do for the evening. I mentioned the pre-show table art and the in-the-show table, uh, magic table stuff, but there's actually something that would even happen after Paige's show. Can you just talk about what on certain nights uh, where people might find themselves after the main stage show? Sure. We, we designed it kind of like a, like, like an onion peel, right? It's like, how, how deep do you want to go that just decides on, on how much time you want to spend with us and, you know, the ticket prices and all that. So, I mean, if you just want to spend a little time at the lounge, you come through the laundromat, you don't need a ticket. You can hang out with us at the magic bar, watch a magician perform all night long and um, different magicians throughout the week. And uh, you can have some drinks and then just go, or you can have a, you can show up early with your ticket watch the uh, bar magic and then go to the seating area in the main cabaret through a second secret entrance. And then uh, there's, like you said, the, the hour of close up. We, we put close up magic into almost every single one of our productions because that's the, the crux of our mission is to bring back Chicago style magic. So it's bar magic and table side magic. Um, and then the hour long show begins, uh, depending on if you're on Wednesday, it's a full hour with Paige. Uh, if you come on our Thursday through Sunday shows, our signature shows at, is really designed kind of like a stand-up comedy um, showcase where you'll have an MC, you'll have a feature act, and you'll have a headliner. And these acts come from all over the world. Now, if you're in our premium seats for those shows, then you get an introduction to a, another room in the uh, building called the 654 Club. And that's about 42 seats. It's a different seating style. It's a little bit steeper, a little bit more um, traditional in, in a live theater setting, um, but very small and intimate. And it's um, got a magician... Uh, right at the front of the stage with a close-up table. Um, and it's uh, where we feature close-up magic as as it is evolving. So it's a lot of history up front, bar magic, table-side magic, then parlor magic on the stage, and then the future of close-up magic in the back room. So there's a lot, there's a lot to see. You realize when you said 654, you got a lot of people watching this. You're going, well, 654, what is that? Now, the first <laughs> time I went into that room, the performer explained what 654 means. Do you want to keep it a secret or do you want to give a hint? No, I love it. Uh, it's everything in here is about the history of Chicago-style magic. Um, there was an old magic bar called the Ivanhoe, 
Um, now, the Ivanhoe was not just a magic bar, but within the Ivanhoe, there was a magic bar um, called the Black Knight Tavern. Um, that is, um, if you don't know the Ivanhoe, um, it's the, the Ivanhoe Benny's. The Ivanhoe yeah, it's the, it's the Benny's at Clark and Halstead yeah. um, that has like an old castle built around it. Um, there was a magician there named Frank Everhart. He created a magic trick called Sam the Bellhop. And I mean, everybody has a version of this trick on YouTube. Even I've seen Willie Nelson do this trick in his, in his RV as he's going to the next show, you know. Um, it's a story trick where the, the cards are cut by the spectators. But every time you turn over a card, it's another part of the story. And the most beautiful part is it was taken by another magician and really made magical with shuffles and cuts and spectator cuts and really made it magical. And the story never changes. Somehow the performer is always able to get that deck to tell the story the same way over and over. And within that, there's a, um, there's a, a, a way the storytelling goes, you know, I, I was at the 654 club right down the block. And the magician, that would have been great if those were their actual cards. Um, I, <laughs> I think it's I think it's amazing you actually had cards sitting in front of you. So there's that. I own the magic lounge. Yeah, no, I got to have cards. Around. You got cards in front uh, of you, Paige? I don't know. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, without but, cards. Um, but yeah, it's, it's part of, um, it's part of a, a Chicago trick, um, uh, an old trick that came out of Chicago. We didn't invent it, but we made it famous and made it magic. And, and it's just a nice little nod to the, the creators who, uh, who came before us. Most notably, Bill Malone. But, yeah, yeah it's, it's just so much is. fun. I felt like it was just so great to learn about it when I was there. Paige, are there certain kinds of magic? So, you know, you don't do the David Copperfield. There's no elephants, which is a good thing in this space you're in. There's <laughs> yeah. no elephants we're making disappear and stuff. I actually want to, I, I think Penn and Teller have said, like, they do not like my, the mind reader stuff. I am fascinated by it. Uh, you know, the Dennis Watkins and the folks who do the mind reading stuff. I, what is your, and you do, you do some of that. What is your view of, are there better forms of magic than others? Are there some you'd say, I just don't want to do that. Mm, I just think if you make it entertaining, it's good. Like, I don't think you can say, I don't like that style of magic. I just think it's really put onto the performer. If you make it interesting, because you could be performing one of the coolest tricks in the world. And if you're boring, nobody's going to care. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. So I, I really think it's all about what you put into it. The interest level of the audience becomes what that performer is really given to you. So, I mean, mind reading, it can just get repetitive. And I think that's what a lot of people think. It's like, okay, we get it. You can read our mind. But if <laughs> if you can put a little more pizzazz into it, it can be fun. Yeah. I always think there's something, every time I've seen something like that, there's the little pencils and the little envelopes. I mean, there's something yeah. tricky, but I don't can't figure out what that is, but there's <laughs> something magical about those little items. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't, it always makes me laugh. Well, if you, if, if you're reading my mind, why am I writing it down? It's kind of like, <laughs> well, it's the, it's the proof. So, yeah. so, it's exactly. You need the proof when you yes. unfold it and say, I told you yep. I knew this the whole time. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, and your act page, well, I mean, again, for people that want to come and see it, there's, you have lit, little bits of different kinds of magic. So yeah. let me just have you describe for a little bit. We, we talked about the table magic. We get some of that, but you do other things. Well, and that's, because like the title, a page in time. Yeah, it's a little silly pun, but it's not a play on your name. I always yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I I really have. I've done so many different types of magic. I didn't want to just focus on one. I wanted to show how my career has kind of 
evolved and gone all over the place, starting with those illusions and then coming to Chicago and learning this super up close style, but then also kind of doing an escape that I used to do these death defying things, but just bringing it down to a smaller scale, but yeah, still you scare us at first. I will say you do that. You scare <laughs> us at first and you assure us it's not going to, don't worry. You'll be fine. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> So I, I'm not intending to scare people, but I still, I want to show what different types of magic I've done throughout the career, but still make it a fun way of expressing how I did these crazy, stupid things at you, that time. And you talk about the importance of entertaining. I, you know, I, I've tried, I, I don't know if it's right to say, you know, part of your personality is a sort of self-deprecating thing. I mean, there's oh, yeah. this thing that you do that is just, <laughs> it's so funny. Um, you know, the kind of plays you'll sort of say thing back off at whatever. It's just, I mean, that's part of the shtick, so yeah. to speak, which is right. So I, I could get up and do your, your, the tricks, but it's not going to have the same impact. You got to do it the way Paige does it. Yes. And I, I, it took me a long, 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 long time to realize that and not be afraid of being myself. And once, once I started being comfortable in my own skin and just being me, I realized the audience, they knew it was authentic. They, they accepted me much more quickly because they realized, oh, this is her. Like I'm not, I'm not playing a part. And with magic, nothing is written for you. And that's, that's one of my favorite things about this art form is that you decide what you're doing, what you're talking about, what you're presenting, and you can make it as unique as you want. Joey, when when you're bringing in, um, you know, when I was a kid, look, I had I had the rings, the, the right, and I had the man had the cups and the balls. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, I was always so disappointed because once you learn how it's done, you're going, that's it. Uh, so what what do you look for when you're bringing in be a page or another uh magician what are you looking for is it that personality thing who's going to command the attention of the audience oh absolutely well first i'll say that um i have an amazing person that um that books all the talent um he's well versed in magic he spent his whole life around magic he's been barnes he actually uh just was on penn and telecoolus and he won the fu trophy um, so he's the one that really that means full loss. That means full loss. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but he he looks for very specific things, and and whenever I see what he's uh, the 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 type of magic that he's cultivating, it is about making it as diverse as possible. Um, and, and the performers need to have their own kind of story. They can't just you know like like how uh, Paige said the you know magic tricks do actually come with a script. And if you're only playing that script, uh, there's a chance that other people have seen it before. You're going to look like a copycat. Um, and the best performers here really do take their own stories, their own lives, and put it into the trick. Um, I used to talk about, well, I used to direct magic shows before I produced one. And, and I always said, you know, hey, I can't make your magic better, but I can help you make your story better. And we would approach it almost like, I have kind of this thing, thinking behind it, like a musical. Uh, how there are songs that come in to this whole play. No one ever questions, what, wait, why are they all of a sudden singing and dancing, you know? But they're telling a story and they're using this music to help further the emotions, the, the impact of the drama. And they're, they're pushing that forward. And they're saying, you know, we want to get to this level in the story. We don't know where else to go. So we're going to break out in a song and tell you how much I love this girl named Maria, right? <laughs> well, in magic, I are telling the show. a story. <laughs> You're telling a story. And at some point, the magician is going to say, I, I can't tell you exactly how I feel about it. It's better if I just show you this trick 
and it kind of sets it up like a um, like an interlude, yeah. like a, the piece of music would in a in a play in a musical. These little beats of of magic really just further the whole story, and that's what that's what a good performer is is working on right now. So, Paige, um, if the trick comes first or the story comes first, have you ever like had the story you want to tell and then create a trick? Uh, yeah, we'll create a trick, an illusion, whatever to go with it. Yeah, well, my that's kind of how I I am a huge sports fan. Like I am obsessed. Yeah, you make that clear in the show, right? Yeah, and so the baseball, like baseball, I'm when I moved to Chicago, I'm like, okay, I have to live right next to Wrigley because I need to watch baseball all the time. I don't care about the Cubs, but it doesn't matter. That's how much I was going to say. If you want to watch baseball, yeah, you shouldn't care about that. But go ahead. (laughs) But I knew I needed. Okay, how how can I incorporate my love for baseball into magic, but make it. Cool. And not just me rambling about baseball. So that whole routine with all the baseball info was it it took me. I mean, it's still a work in progress, but it's been a good four years in the making of like just figuring out what's going to work. Like, what is the audience going to care about? Are they going to have fun with this? And how can I make it interesting with magic? Uh, well, it works. And by the way, I almost feel like, Joey, it's it's like this is the kind of thing where like, you know, I went on Paige's opening night. But, you know, if, if I have friends or people that come into town, it's like you can go back to this over and over again. This is not a matter of, oh, I've seen Paige Thompson. So, you know, I'll wait for the next one. This is just it's it's so much fun. You just want to go over and over again. I do want to ask you, Paige, you played with the audience or you play with the audience every night. But have, but it's always in my mind, uh, you know, because I'm one of those people, if they, if the, they pick me on stage, it's like there's the pressure of I do television. So I need to be a star here. You, you ever pick the wrong person like, oh, God, I picked or do you have you done a little study before you pick somebody to go, no, I'm going to get a good vibe here. Well, I do. What's very fortunate about the lounge is, yeah, I could kind of come out and watch how people are reacting to the close-up magic to make sure they're having fun. So that's a big benefit. But in a lot of venues, you don't have that. And you just have to come out. You're seeing these people for the very first time. And oh yeah, I have definitely, definitely picked um, some of the wrong people that they, <laughs> they just want it to be their show or they don't want to play along or they want to question. And I think, I think that's the one thing I've noticed as being a female is sometimes people challenge you a little bit more. They feel more comfortable because I don't look intimidating at all. So I think they're not as scared to question something or to say something. But does it come from them wanting to just kind of, I mean, does it come from a good place when they do that? Oh, usually. Yeah. I've definitely, I mean, there's also like, I've been in some weird spaces where people just, they just want to be the show and it's like, that's going to happen. But. As much as I want to, I'd never actually do it. So I <laughs> I try to be good. It's sort of like at uh, Cabaret Zazu. I tell Frank Ferrati, it's okay. It's, I'm not going to take over. Uh, <laughs> just dangerous. Well, the, the show, A Page in Time, is so fabulous. Paige Thompson, you're great. And and um, you're here through December 21st. Joey, does that is, do you allow for extensions? Should I? Or that's going to be the date? No, we, uh, what we do is we offer um, a magician to take over for a full quarter. And um, this is our Q4, our Q, uh, Q4 kind of period um, that will run towards the end of the year. And every season, we just jam pack because uh, a lot of people have their nights off. And so we, we just put the signature show, which is typically only on Thursdays through Sundays. Yeah. We then put it on the rest of the week instead. You know, so it, we just fill it with the signature show so just- um, until we get to our New Year's show. And then our New Year's show is amazing. And then once Q1 hits. We've already got another magician lined up to present, and then we invite uh, you guys to come back out and and get a chance to see a single 
complete performance for three months. Um, but then also uh, treat us like, you know, like you said, come back anytime. The show's always different. So every weekend you're seeing multiple magicians. There's about 12 magicians working on a, on a given night on the weekend. And I have to say, not only, I, mean, I, I compliment you on the service, but the food is really fabulous. I mean, it's, it's thank you. We just okay. revamped our menu. Uh, we worked with the, uh, Did I have a new the new menu with the potato pancakes and the. No. So that was the original menu that we, uh, that we came out with. We launched uh, partnering with the guy who used to, he liked to remain anonymous. He's our magic uh, little secret, but uh, okay. he, he was part of the, um, the Paul Kahn world. Uh, he, was, uh, he has served James Beard uh, judges um, and he created our menu, but uh, we, we wanted to, you know, we're coming up on almost five years. So I brought in another chef and he introduced uh, some fried chicken sliders with some uh, amazing stuff going on it. Uh, a vegan slider that we have. Uh, we have more, more diverse taste coming into the, <laughs> into the audience. But I mean, it's amazing though, how much it tastes like our, our number one seller in the tenderloin slider. Uh, we've got a new goat cheese for the, for the fall and winter. Uh, and, uh, and a flatbread with uh, with some uh, some dates on it. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, Paige, I got to tell you, Paige. that's how, that's why I look down. I'm eating the food, and I miss something you do, and it's it's upsetting. But you know, that's kind of a good <laughs> there's misdirection everywhere, and it's all it's a good purpose. conundrum to have. Um, I encourage everybody to go see the show, even if you've seen it once. See it again. Tickets are at chicagomagiclounge.com. Did I get that right? You did. ChicagoMagicLounge.com. Definitely see a page in time. It is so good. Paige Thompson, you were just such a joy. As I was sitting, there, I went, oh, I got to do a, I got to do an interview on this. Oh, it was just so you. great. And Joey, it's good to see you again. Congratulations on just one of the treasures of Chicago. It's just such a great thing. And here's the thing. Parking is easy. I liked it a spot hero thing because I don't like to take any chances. Parking was plentiful on the streets. It would have been yep. no issue. I overspent. I didn't need to do the spot hero thing. Um, <laughs> it's easy to come in and, and, and Paige could have probably made the meters disappear. So it would have worked anyway. Um, <laughs> thank you guys. Paige, break legs every night that you're on. I'll try and get back there before we, we wrap your quarter up. And congratulations. Just such a great show. Thank, thank you so again. much. Thank I appreciate you. you having me. Got it. ChicagoMagicLounge.com. Don't miss it. Well, if you want to know more about what we've talked about here, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Paul Lisnick. That's P-A-U-L-L-I-S-N-E-K. And I'd love to hear your comments or topic suggestions for future podcasts. You can also go to my website, paullisnick.tv. And hey, don't forget to hit subscribe on WGN Plus and iTunes. And tune in each week to hear more Insider Scoop coming to you from behind the curtain.